VEASAN's Betting Across America live here from the South Point in Las Vegas. We are ready for Preakness Saturday along with the race to the NBA playoffs. We have settled absolutely nothing about who is playing whom when it comes to the NBA. So it should be an exciting finish here to the last couple of days of the regular season. And the NHL playoffs get underway today with a great matchup on the East Coast. Adam Candy here in Las Vegas, joined by James Salinas from Denver, Colorado, as we enter one of the busiest times of the sporting calendar here, James, uh, I will start with what I'm sure most folks are talking about today with the Preakness. I know that when we talked about the Kentucky Derby, we both said, yeah, we're not regular horse players. We don't have all of the, uh, the inside info there. What do you think about what's going on here with the Preakness today from what we know, right, with the obvious questions about Bob Baffert and Medina Spirit? And, of course, then we see Midnight Bourbon, I know, the horse we both liked by the name uh, as one of the favorites as well. Thinking about if you're not cheating, you're not trying. Isn't that kind of the <laughs> the unwritten mantra in sports? I guess that applies to horse racing too. I mean, it's a business, right? And and it's big business, and it's it's competitive in that nature. And you know, I, I this that's definitely not my area. We talked about that too. Yeah, Midnight Bourbon was really just a uh, more so from karma, a karma perspective of putting out a bet, not a big bet by any means. What what I did in the Derby, I haven't done anything with the Preakness here. I don't suspect I will. I'm not. I'm not a horse player. The, the only the the only experience I have about being and going to tracks and betting on uh, on four legged critters was here in uh, here in Denver when I was in high school a long time ago. The Mile High Greyhound track out there in Commerce City, which wasn't too far from where I was, he used to have a Wednesday matinee that uh, uh, class was over by one o'clock. At least we made it over by one o'clock so we could <laughs> hustle over and get to those Wednesday afternoon matinees, and it was all two four six and three five seven try boxes. That was my extent of being able to bet, but those were those were puppy dogs too, not the horses. But ultimately, yeah, I haven't done anything with the Preakness or with the with this Preakness here, and whether there was any issues or drama swirling around with Medina Spirit from the Kentucky Derby, that didn't have any impact for me. We got plenty of action with two-legged critters going today. You talked about playoffs with the NHL getting started, as well as the NBA. We haven't settled anything with who's going to be playing who in the NBA, but we do at least know who are going to be in the playoffs. Now we do, uh, by the way, for those who were listening closely to that segment, I'm going to have to talk to Ron Flatter about getting some dog racing expertise onto his pod from James Salinas from those trips out to the Greyhound track. It sounds like something we might have been missing here at VEASAN that we can add into the, uh, the repertoire. But you said we've got teams in the NBA playoffs. We have teams out of the NBA playoffs as well, and two of them meeting up here this afternoon. Getting started right now, actually, the Bulls and the Nets. Uh, the Bulls obviously have nothing left to play for at this point, and the lineup looks like it. No Zach Levine in there today for the Bulls. Nets are still playing for seeding. They have no Joe Harris, though, and it is an 11-point spread now in favor of Brooklyn. 231.5 is the total. That has been bet significantly down uh, with the absence of Zach Levine. Uh, what do you think about the Nets here playing for positioning here, James? Do you think they'll go all out as they try to get that big three acclimated to each other in the lineup? I think offensively, that's where it's going to be. That's really, I, I'm not going to bet this game. I haven't bet this game. I don't plan to get involved with it. I really want to see, we haven't seen the big three outside of seven games this year play together on the floor. And when we saw Harden earlier in the season, whether he was with Kyrie or paired up with 
uh, Kevin Durant or just on his own out there really playing point forward, being the facilitator. I want to see how this team now getting these big three back, starting to get healthy. What is that going to look like from an execution standpoint? What are the sets going to look like? This is really going to be an assessment period for this game, trying to figure out what is that and, and whatever you can take for just one contest, especially when we're talking about the Bulls, like you said, eliminated last night from that potential 10th play-in spot in the Eastern Conference with Washington winning last night. Now, trying to figure, yeah, with Levine out, not sure, really have no idea what kind of energy or effort we're going to see out of the Bulls side. So, going to temper my expectations, only what that's going to look like for the Nets and their energy throughout the full 48 minutes. I think we're going to see, they're going to try to probably work, start working some different combinations out there just to see what is this going to look like for us when we roll into the playoffs next week. So, more of an assessment opportunity, I think, here with this game with a big number like that with the Nets. I get why the number is sitting at 11. I wouldn't want any part of the Bulls at this point either. This game's a pass for me largely because of what you just said. I have no idea what Steve Nash is going to do with the lineups uh, in this contest. He might decide to work the big three as much as he can. He might decide to just get some rest in a game that doesn't really matter all that much. So that's enough for me to stay out of this one. I did jump into another one of the early games, though. We've got the Lakers visiting the Pacers, and it is the first time in quite a while that we are going to see everyone for the Lakers on the floor, and the Lakers have plenty to play for today in Indiana. They're eight-and-a-half-point favorites in a game that just tipped off from Bankers Life Fieldhouse. 226 is the total here. LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Dennis Schroeder all in. It appears DeMontis Sabonis out for the Pacers. Karis LeVert is in the starting lineup. Those guys were both questionable. Uh, James, did you do anything here with this game? I did not play this game either. Kind of from the same perspective we just talked about with the Nets. Now, whether it's the big two there for Los Angeles, haven't got to see LeBron and and Anthony Davis on the floor together for quite a while. Also, haven't seen LeBron be out there. He is not fully 100%. He tried to come back from that ankle injury uh, of a few games ago. Didn't go so well. Had to sit back out for about a week. Now coming back, really, yeah, you talked about it. Absolutely have something to play for to try to get out of that play-in spot at the seven spot, especially if they ended up playing Golden State. Not favorable, knowing you have a player like Steph Curry that can carry you for, he can carry a team through a series let alone one game. So I think for the Lakers, kind of the same thing here too, Adam. Number one, assess how healthy is LeBron. I don't suspect he's going to be 100%. I don't think he's going to be 100% until they get to the offseason when he fully has a chance to, to lay off that ankle and rest. But here, I need to see how are these guys starting to get back onto the floor together. What kind of lineups are we going to see out of the Lakers? It's kind of the same thing as what we were just talking about with the Nets. Not sure to what extent we're going to see the the for four 48 minutes how much they're going to play different lineups different matchups this line closed out here Adam it closed Lakers minus nine I saw it minus seven earlier so all the steam all the money coming into Los Angeles I, I totally understand why uh, but here's one other factor that I was thinking about too and I didn't get involved and wanted to stay away from it from all those reasons we talked about but we talk about this in the NFL a lot when we see teams from the West Coast travel out east and have those early early start in the Eastern time zone. This is a really early start for the Lakers, too. It's a 10 a.m. Pacific start, so we'll see how how bushy-eyed and how, how wide awake they are rolling into this game. Uh, I think it's going to take the Lakers a little while to figure out what their lineups are going to look like for this first half. No play for me. I thought about getting involved in the first half, but ultimately, I skipped it.
And that's actually what I did do with it was first half. Before it really steamed out, I got Lakers minus four and a half in the first half. My thinking process here is that if they're going to rest LeBron and AD, it's only going to be once they have a comfortable enough lead in this game. I think that with what the Lakers have to play for today, with staying out of that play and with staying away from Steph Curry in that 7-8 game, and LeBron kind of signaling the importance of this game by coming back, even when he could have come back against the Knicks earlier, against the Rockets this week, and the Lakers were able to pull both of those games out even without him. Really gutsy performance, especially against the Knicks when they were down 10 in the fourth quarter. But here tonight, I think there's a big spot here for the Lakers. I went ahead and played first half minus four with the Lakers. Speaking of the New York Knicks, they are at home against the Charlotte Hornets today. Knicks laying six last I had seen. That might have gone down a little bit. Uh, and I'm not surprised it did. Five and a half with Miles Bridges back into the lineup today out of the health and safety protocols for the Hornets. Total got up to 214. That was bet up uh, quite a bit, actually, from 211 and a half, where I had it a couple of hours ago. Knicks are playing to try to avoid the Bucks or the Nets in the first round. They have plenty of incentive to try to stay out of that number six spot, get into the four five matchup. And of course, the Hornets are playing for positioning in the play in tournament. They are trying to get into that seven eight game and avoid the fate of having to win a pair of games here. James, I looked long and hard at the Knicks in this spot and ultimately decided to pass. Did you get involved? I did not get involved here either, Adam, and was actually kind of leaning towards the Hornets when it got to six, thinking, all right, at least from the Hornets' perspective, they're in the playoffs, they're in the play-in anyhow, whether it's going to be they're going to be on the road in the eight or at home in the nine. I'm not sure how much incentive there is for that perspective with the Hornets here when I was looking at maybe taking Charlotte. It was more so, this is a team that's dealt with a lot of injuries over the last six weeks as well. Starting to get some folks back. Bridges, like you talked about, coming back from COVID protocol here, but also not playing well with all those injuries and especially the last handful of games, this is maybe their opportunity to, regardless of the seeding, just to get yourself in playoff mindset mode here, especially with a young team like the Hornets, having an opportunity, especially a team getting having the opportunity to go into New York. And anytime you get to go into Madison Square Garden, these are young guys, they want to show out. You're coming in and you're playing the Knicks and playing in the Mecca of the NBA. Going to have a good outing and a good effort we'll see out of the Hornets. I think on the Knicks side, yeah, the the four seed, they they don't have the tiebreaker. They lose the tiebreaker to Atlanta. So a lot to play for for the Knicks, whether it's that five or six. And I think the five is really key. Yeah, so you avoid having to play either the Nets or the Bucks in that three seed. Didn't really know where to go with this, but I was leaning towards the Hornets plus the six, but no bet yet. What'll be interesting here is to see how it shakes out for the Hawks and the Heat and the Knicks because the Knicks, if it were a one-way tiebreaker with the Hawks, did sweep the season series with them. But the problem for them is that Miami is on a four-game winning streak. A three-way tie favors the Hawks as to where they are right now. When I say there are 40 different scenarios for how the playoff seedings could work out in both the East and the West, I'm not exaggerating. There actually are 40 different scenarios in what's left here in the last couple of days prior to the playoffs getting started or that play-in tournament at least getting started next week. One other game underway here at the moment, actually over in Major League Baseball. The Mets and the Rays just underway from St. Pete, and the Mets are at bat right now, man, on first with two down uh, with McClanahan as the opener here for the Rays today. Rays minus 144, Mets plus 134, total 7.5. James, I, I thought about Mets 
team total here. Uh, three and a half was juiced to minus 115 at BetMGM here in Nevada. Ultimately decided to pass on it. Mets offense certainly has been struggling, although Francisco Lindor does seem to be heating up a bit for them. I didn't get involved either. I was actually leaning kind of towards the under. We're talking about these openers, and the Rays do this a lot. I, I, if I'm playing those openers, a lot of times I'm looking at playing under in those first five, just knowing that maybe it's the first first inning, two innings, maybe it's one round, you know, one one time through the lineup. wasn't sure what that was going to look like here with McClanahan. Also, I wasn't sure who was going to actually be the starter for the Mets. Was it going to be Smith? Was it going to be Lucchese? A couple of different sites I was looking at. I had different names on on there and so anytime I, we, and we see that sometimes late late changes or late announcements when it comes to who's actually going to start for certain teams uh, just with these thin rotations with a lot of a lot of teams especially with the Mets having some injuries now I, I didn't play this game but I've been trying to really bet a lot of games against the Rays as far as totals go it's a team that just they're they're all their their lineups look different from game to game you can see on Rosarina hitting in the one hole and the next night you can see him hitting in the four hole. I think it just makes it hard for these hitters to have any kind of consistency when it comes to their approach at the plate. Because obviously if you're hitting the one or the two is completely different than hitting the three or the four spot. So I think that's really made it a struggle for the Rays and they lead the leagues by a pretty good margin when it comes to strikeouts. So team that I've been trying to fade when it comes to totals, but ultimately with the, with, with the situation with the Mets where I wasn't sure who was going to be on the mound to start the game. I stayed away. And that's a great point you made about the Rays with the strikeouts because team like the Rays is going to be a team that tries to maximize launch angle. They're a team that wants to be able to hit home runs because of the fact that they are not as strong one through nine in that lineup day to day. They just don't have the same quality of hitters that a lot of teams do. And so they're trying to do that. It's something that's worth looking for if you want to get really involved in some of the stats with baseball. Uh, hitting for launch angle, swinging up at the ball is going to lead to less contact in the long run for a team like the Rays. Early Earlier this week, they lost two of three to the Yankees. The Yankees scored five runs over three games and still took two of the games because of where the Tampa offense is right now. Uh, really interesting uh, scenario here for the Rays as they are in the middle of the division right now in the AL East with the Yankees. Playoffs get underway in the NHL today. Here, James Capitals and the Bruins later tonight. Series price, the Bruins are minus 150. Caps are plus 125. Uh, have you been able to turn any focus uh, over toward those hockey playoffs at this point? I did. I I do have a few little minor bets when it comes to series prices, but not this one. This one, you know, they 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 were even during the regular season, tied at four when it came to wins. They so they split the season series here, but you know the cat the the price out here now is is a dollar fifty five in favor of the Bruins. So that series price continues to climb in favor of Boston. I know there's some some injury issues in the and the Caps have dealt with some COVID. Uh, problems as well throughout the season especially lately but it just was hard for me to 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 get in front of I did, sometimes there's a price point where's the price point when there's the buyback on the caps I think maybe I'll get involved later in the series I didn't I, I, it's just hard for me to pull the trigger against the Washington Capitals team that has so much firepower it's true, and really, you don't really have a great sense of who the Caps are. They played without their number one goaltender for a long time this year, but I don't want to get in front of that Bruins train. Uh, Taylor Hall has changed that offense entirely since coming over from Buffalo. That abnormally low shooting percentage he has has normalized, and he has really given Boston two solid lines at the top 
to trust. I have one NHL series price that I love that I'm going to talk about a little bit later on in the show. It's Betting Across America here from VEASAN on the Sports Betting Network. and baseball games every week. It's time to get into BetMGM Sports Nevada premier sports betting app. BetMGM has all your favorite wagering options along with in-game betting boosted odds specials and much more. Download the BetMGM app today. Stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Feaston's Betting Across America is live from Las Vegas and Denver. I'm Adam in Vegas. He's James in Denver. The NBA card continues on here, James, with three more games. Celtics and the Timberwolves. Well, kind of the Celtics, Uh, not much of the Celtics. Uh, No Jalen Brown, of course, he's out for the year. Kemba Walker, Marcus Smart will also sit. Jason Tatum is uh, dinged but likely to play. It's all led to the Timberwolves being favored by five in this game. 230.5 is the total for a game that will launch here in just about 45 minutes. Uh, What do you do here with the Celtics? They're fading, they're injured. Uh, Is it a stay away entirely, or does this give you any sort of information? I bet it actually with Minnesota at three and a half earlier this morning and and soon thereafter it ticked up to five and a half was a little buyback down obviously now it's sitting here at five in favor of the T-Wolves but I I get it you think about Boston here there's nothing for them to play for they are sitting in that seventh spot you mentioned all the players that are out not only are they hurt physically I just think their mindset they really haven't been collectively engaged all season long long from a mental standpoint when it comes to their competition level. They're, they're completely inconsistent all season long. And anytime you have variety of injuries and COVID like they suffered through, that, that's going to happen. But that happened to a lot of teams. And plenty of other teams have had the mental toughness to be able to fight through that, have not seen that play out for Boston this year. And that's why they're sitting where they're sitting. So I did take the T-Wolves here, laying the three and a half. I looked at it from this perspective. They are playing better the last few games one six out of ten and those four losses also competed in those losses because I think here they are finally another team that went through a lot of injuries as well but they have they, they have their full complement of players back Carl Anthony Towns has been back for the last month or so as well as D'Angelo Russell has seen the floor we've seen Edwards really emerge from his rookie campaign this second half of the season playing very well then the other piece too there's new ownership coming into Minnesota I think these guys want to show that new ownership hey this is what you bought this is what we can do so just seen a more sense of of competitiveness and focus from the T-Wolves here so as far as motives go I only see motive on one side with the Boston team limping into the playing spot at the seven so I did lay the three and a half with the T-Wolves opposite ends of the spectrum here for the Suns and the Spurs Suns in the two seed Spurs are barely into the 10 not much they can do about that Suns are laying 10 and a half at last look 224 
total. No DeMar DeRozan, no Derek White. DeJounte Murray is going to be out as well. Uh, DeAndre Ayton, questionable, actually seeing now down to 10 here at the South Point, uh, total up to 226. Uh, James, I wanted to find a way in on the Suns here, uh, just couldn't really get there. Tried a money line parlay, I just couldn't find a price that made any sense. Uh, everything I tried to parlay them with was roughly minus 200, minus 210, but uh, feels like a spot where the Suns have a little bit more to play for than the Spurs. For sure, for the Suns, chill fighting for that number one seed if Utah stumbles tomorrow at Sacramento. Don't suspect they will, but at least in this case here, the Suns are playing these two games today and tomorrow against the Spurs, and it's a banged-up Spurs team. Whether they're out with injuries or rest, you listed. I'm not sure who's going to see the floor tonight for the Spurs and how many bodies they're going to have available to put out there on the court for San Antonio. So I get. I, I, I tried to do the same thing you did, Adam. Where can I try to mix something in. Maybe there was something in the first half. I did that with Utah yesterday in the first half, but that was a different scenario playing against Oklahoma City uh, and it's really just open run where they're at. So I laid off this game. I see where the Suns are coming from. They still have plenty of opportunity potentially to get that one seed, but also want to go into the get into the playoffs on, a, on some momentum and a high note. They were very fortunate the other night to beat Portland, the way that they did, missing free throws, did Portland down the stretch. But here, yeah, maybe there's a little more incentive because the last time the Suns played the Spurs, Spurs were very shorthanded rolling into Phoenix and absolutely annihilated the Suns. Suns did not show up for that game because of all the injuries and the shorthandedness that the Spurs had in that game. And Spurs put it on them. So maybe there's a little payback from that sense, too, here with the Suns. But sitting here at 11, Adam, too big a price for me to get involved. I'm not laying that many points in a game like this. I'm with you on that. One more game on the card with huge implications in the Eastern Conference. And with some of these play-in teams, you can bet on whether they will make it in past the play-in tournament. We're going to talk about those prices as well when we come back. Thanks for joining us here on VEASAN's Betting Across America on the Sports Betting Network. is tonight and the VEASAN horse racing experts are analyzing the horses, jockeys, track conditions, starting positions and prior race results to find the betting edge. Whether you play the horses every week or search the terms exacta and trifecta once a year, our team is here to get you ready to make your best bet on the Preakness. Visit vcin.com slash horses to find our full race coverage, special offers from our partners, and picks from horse racing specialists, including Dave Tooley, Ron Flatter, Jeff Siegel, Millie Ball, and Jeremy Plonk. That's vcin.com slash horses. Two non-horse experts here on Bay Across America, James Salinas in Denver, joining me, Adam Candy, here at the South Point in Las Vegas. We'll get back to something we know a little bit better in the National Basketball Association. The Heat and the Bucks here, James, is a really interesting matchup because the Heat are playing very well right now. Even though uh, we know that Victor Oladipo will be done for the season, the Heat are on a four-game win streak. They are laying three in Milwaukee today, a game that moved significantly. Uh, pre-game total of 231. Game starts at 8, 10 p.m. Eastern. 
think for the Heat, Victor Oladipo not playing and being gone, there goes the distraction too. He really never made an impact with them, and I don't even know what what they thought with that trade if that was even going to happen with his knee and really his what was he going to be healthy to even contribute? Didn't do anything for this team, and as well as other injuries for Miami all season long and COVID issues that they had, like a lot of teams we've talked about, but finally getting to the point where they are getting back out on the court and looking outside of some of the bench players, uh, really looking like the same team that we saw in the bubble as far as how they execute their identity of who they are. They are built for a good postseason run here just by the fact that on the half court side, they can execute on both sides of the floor, defensively, offensively. They are built for that. And I love Spolstra as a coach. I'm not going to get involved with this game in particular. I think for the Bucks here, I heard Giannis saying the other day that starting to fatigue is starting to set in on this team like a lot of teams tier two and yeah playing for the two or the three seed I don't know is that a big incentive for the Bucks in this case maybe this game is more of an incentive for them to play the heat knowing what happened to them last year in the playoffs and how they just got totally handled not only on the court but I think uh, the X's and O's when it comes to sideline coaching uh, definitely got handled by Spolstra too and made adjustments throughout the series to really take advantage of Giannis and make him a one-dimensional player in that series Series. Maybe this is something for the Bucks. Not so much redemption from last year, but look, if we see you guys again, this is the level of this is the level of play that you're going to see if we play you again in the playoffs here coming up soon. So maybe we see a good effort out of the Bucks. I suspect we probably will. And then they sit everybody in the season finale at Chicago here for the Heat. Still continuing. Maybe it's four. Maybe it's five. Maybe it's six. Not sure where they fall. But the way that they've been playing, I don't want to get in front of the Heat. I'm actually going to be looking to play not this game, Adam, but when we start looking at different opportunities in the playoffs series, whether it's series to series or what that looks like in the Eastern Conference, I like where Miami's headed rolling into the playoffs right now. I'll be looking to find some good prices on them once the Eastern Conference playoffs actually get going. Yeah, I think Miami, the way it's playing right now and with the playoff-tested folks that that roster has should be a pretty clear favorite in a 4-5 series if they end up there either against the Hawks or the Knicks, and we will see how that plays out. Miami does have a good inside track after a big win over the 76ers earlier this week. Uh, They have played well. The Knicks losing that game to the Lakers really hurt their chances. They might end up in that six to play the Bucs in the first round. Those are teams that we know, James, are in. They don't have to play in this play-in tournament. But you can bet on the teams that are likely to end up in the play-in a yes-no as to whether they will end up in. Now, you have to think about this in, in I think, a, a sort of game theory way here. Would you want to, on any of these teams, would you want to bet them individually on money lines, or do you want to take a chance with maybe what might be a little longer price here on some of these without knowing matchups quite yet. So let's look at some of what we have here. We'll throw it up at vsin.com. These prices from BetMGM. The Celtics minus 650. Yes, to make it past the play in the no plus 450 Wizards plus 130 to get in. No is minus 165. Hornets plus 145, minus 175. Pacers plus 155, minus 190. Here's the big number, of course. The Lakers are minus 2,500 to get through the play-in if they end up there. 11 to 1 on the no. Grizzlies are 2 to 1 on the yes, minus 250 on the no. 
Um, I have a feeling you and I are looking at the same team when when we look at this board. Uh, how confident do you feel in the Boston Celtics with the way they are right now to get out of the play-in tournament? Because my level of confidence is not particularly high. That's where I stop. That's where I start, and that's where I stop right there. Plus 450. We just talked about all the injuries and the, and the rest situation. Things going on right now for Boston, not only physically, on the court with their players in that roster, but also I feel like we heard earlier in the season, was there some disconnect between the the Celtics players and Brad Stevens? Did that carry over from last year in the playoffs? Maybe it did. I feel like that playoff series against Miami, they really got exposed from a coaching standpoint. I mean, Miami was just running. They found something that worked when they started running that zone against the Celtics, and the the Boston could never figure it out. We really saw how one-dimensional they were offensively a lot of isolated basketball drive and dish didn't work against that zone I think that carried over from their experience in the bubble to where this is now this year have not seen them play well now with all the injuries yeah if it plays out this way there we know they're the seven and looking at how the standings are sitting here let's say they play the Hornets or if they end up playing the Hornets a couple weeks back one of those Sundays we did betting across America we bet on that I bet on the Hornets Absolutely, they throttled Boston in that game. Boston was a complete no-show. Now, they did get revenge a few nights later in Boston uh, and were able to beat the Celtics, but you know who carried them in that game? Jalen Brown. Brown had 38 points. He was the focal point of that offense, took 23 shots, poured 38 points in there, also had a number of assists. He was their best player on the floor. He's done for the season. Who's going to carry the load? A banged-up, tired Jason Tatum? I don't like their chances if they fall in that spot. If they lose that game, let's say it plays out that way, they lose. Now you might have to play Washington. And if Beal comes back, you want to play that team in a one-game scenario with the way that Beal and and Westbrook can play on the floor, plus 450 to not make the playoffs? I like it. I'm against the Celtics here. Yeah, and I think – The plus 450 for me is the highlight here, James, because if you look at how this is going to match up, right, you're not going to get better than two to one money lines in both of those games that they would play. I mean, you're going to see that I think either of those teams, whether they're playing the Hornets or whether they're playing the Wizards, Pacers, whoever it is, I think those are going to be fairly closely lined games, especially without Jalen Brown. You're not going to get the same kind of value you are on playing that plus 450. I am right with you on that with where the Celtics are both mentally and physically at this point. Major League Baseball, the Mets have a 3-1 lead on the Rays, and James has some other games he wants to talk about on that Major League Baseball card here in a moment on VEASAN. the stakes for MLS action like BetMGM. 
Sign up for the BetMGM app using code VSIN100. And if your first wager is a $1 money line bet on the New York Red Bulls, or Philadelphia, you get $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. If you're betting in Pennsylvania, you'll get $100 in free bets if the team you bet on wins. Download the app today. New customer offer paid in free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older. Colorado, Iowa, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia only. Excludes Michigan dissociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, Nevada, and Virginia. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. And 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. In Tennessee, call or text the Tennessee Red Line. 800-889-9789. This promotional offer is not available in Nevada. Thanks for joining us here on Betting Across America on VSIN. I'm Adam Candy at the South Point Hotel and Casino in Las Vegas, Nevada. James Salinas joins from Denver, Colorado, as we take a look not only at all of the action on the NBA, Major League Baseball, National Hockey League slate, Preakness, of course, coming up today, but we, of course, compare those lines. What do I have here in Nevada? What is James seeing out in Colorado, and we've got a number of baseball games to talk about today. Uh, told you about the Mets and the Rays. That's a 3-1 game in favor of the Mets as we head to the bottom of the second as they get to McClanahan, the opener in that uh, top of the second inning. Actually, we've now moved to the top of the third, but the Mets holding a 3-1 lead. That pregame total was 7.5. A's and the Twins in what could be a decent pitching matchup today between Cole Irvin and Jose Barrios for the Twins. Uh, twins at home, minus 142, A's plus 132. Pre-game total, eight and a half. And James, I'm not sure there's been a more disappointing team in baseball to date than the Minnesota Twins. They're in danger of falling completely out of the race in the AL Central at 12 and 24 struggle all season long right and i think it's whether they're not hitting or they're not getting they're not getting hitters out it's it's a collective team loss you, it, night in and night out this is just the team that is just not functioning and it's very early in the season plenty of time to get themselves on the right track especially with some of the teams that they get to face within that division outside of the white Sox playing very well now got off to a slow start the other side with kansas city got off to a hot start and has definitely regressed but i did you talked about the pitching matchup here and it's interesting, Adam, the, these this last handful of weeks, maybe the last month, I've really been digging into finding some of these player props, in particular pitcher props, didn't have access to those things before. So this is new to me. And, and I've actually been doing finding some really good success with this, especially lately. And I just don't think the market is caught up to where some of these pitchers are. And I think with starting pitchers, a lot of them early in the season, managers aren't willing to just put them out there and let's start throwing 90 to 100 pitches. They're on maybe not so much a pitch count, but they get a feel of when they start to when as the season progresses, start to stretch their arms out. And we're seeing that with a number of pitchers. And I don't think the market has corrected itself yet with when we're talking about total outs or how many innings in a sense players or pitchers are going to throw. And that's what I've been doing. So if it's not broke, I'm going to, I'm going to keep riding it until, uh, until these books correct themselves and fix it. So here, here's where I went with this one, Adam. I took Cole Irvin, Cole Irvin, his outs were sitting and now it's off the board. It's not here. I still see Barrios up, but I don't see him. I'm going to have to dig into this, but I did bet this earlier 
Irvin over 16 and a half outs here. I laid a dollar 20 on it. He's pitched at least six innings in his last three starts. We're starting to see him getting stretched out as well. He's been pretty consistent for Oakland here. So going against a, a really scuffling, weak hitting team when I'm talking about the Minnesota Twins, if I just got to get Irvin through uh, a five and two thirds innings here, which he's been able to do in his last three starts, going six innings easily here, I'd like that bet here. I'm going to continue riding that. I do need to figure out why this prop is no longer longer on the board here. So that's something I'm going to investigate, but that's where I went with this game uh, with the Oakland A's and their pitching matchup. Only thing I would ever worry about with the Twins in that situation is weather, which not going to have any of it today. Beautiful weather in Minnesota, 70 degrees. The cold will not affect any of the pitchers in that game. Angels and the Red Sox. Here's the one game on the Major League Baseball slate that I did get involved with here today. Dylan Bundy at Martin Perez. Uh, this Red Sox offense has been absolutely dynamite here in the young season. Bogarts, Devers, Martinez have all been outstanding for them. Uh, Angels are favored on the road at Fenway, minus 113, plus 103 on the Red Sox, total nine and a half. I did take the Red Sox here. I was able to get them actually uh, up at plus 110 earlier on, largely based on the fact that this Angels team has just not been able to keep a lead all year long. They're in last place in the AL West. I figured even if Dylan Bundy, who has been off to a terrible start with a five and a half ERA 0-4 record, even if he gets himself together, the Red Sox with that offense have a chance later on in the game. Uh, you've been talking about these pitcher props. Is that how you found your way into this contest? Absolutely it is, Adam. It's almost how every game, when I start to break it down, that's the first place I go. I go to the player props and pull up the pitcher options and see what's there. Now, I bet this one earlier, this one has gotten away now when we're talking about the juice. You talked about Martin Perez being on the hill for the Red Sox. I'm betting against them. Yeah, the Angels haven't been able to hold leads, but they do have especially a lot of right-handers in that lineup. They can hit the baseball, and they've hit Perez pretty well over their career. Collectively, over 300, 302 average, eight extra base hits including four homers. Perez, really, he's a nibbler, and he's not going to – he's trying to get those Angels hitters and all hitters in Major League Baseball to try to chase against these Angels hitters in particular. 18 walks, only 14 Ks. I think we'll see the Angels team be able to work the counts, get ahead. If they're going to take the walk, they'll take the walk here. But I think here, this is where I went with this. Going against Perez, I, want, I was looking at that total too, but didn't want to get involved with Bundy. Wasn't really sure where – it's a weird – Bundy, I'm just not really getting good handle on him. This Is this not the guy that we saw in Baltimore just become a gas can for a number of years? So I'm laying off from that side. But the total outs for Perez are sitting at 15 and a half. I got it juiced to $1.25 on the under. It is now up to $1.55. So I'm glad I got it when I did because I would not bet it at $1.55. But here with Perez on the hill going against the those Angels in that right-hitting lineup, seven starts so far this season, only gotten past the fifth inning twice. So I don't think that's going to happen today. He may get five at best against that Angels lineup. I don't see him getting into the sixth inning here. And now this juice has exploded. So I don't recommend it now laying $1.55 juice, but I did get it at $1.25. Mike Trout has actually cooled off, believe it or not, uh, from where he was. A guy sitting there with a 1.1 uh, OPS is actually come down 0 for his last 13 over his past four games, thanks to our producer, Steph, for pointing out that one. I'm sure she's also hoping that keeps up against her Red Sox. Cubs and the Tigers are facing off another 4.10 p.m. start 
here today. Uh, Cubs minus 133, Tigers plus 123 with a pregame total of nine. Uh, James, which pitcher is your guy here? <laughs> That's exactly it. And now what I bet it's not on the board. It's kind of interesting. I I was looking at uh, Orenia, and he's been really the most consistent starter for this Tigers. Tigers have definitely met expectations, have not played well, and uh, we expected that. It's a team in total rebuild mode. But as far as the Orenia goes, he's worked through seven innings in four out of his last five starts. I was looking at his outs here. His outs are sitting here at 16 and a half, uh, juice to the under now. So that has moved as well. But I actually I didn't play that in this case here. I was looking at this Cubs lineup, and Cubs are another one of those teams. It, it's it's all or nothing. Yeah, there are a lot of uppercuts hitting the baseball, trying to drive the ball out of the park, and that'll uh, that that can fit in Wrigley Field, especially when the wind's blowing out. Now today they're playing in Detroit, but you know this is another free swinging team. Are the Chicago Cubs? They strike out quite a bit too, just a tick under ten times per game. And looking at Yarenia now, it's not on the board right. It, it wasn't on the board earlier. There it is. It's back up here now I found it and it's actually went down so I got his K's at over four and a half plus a dollar 15 that has moved to three and a half now it's a dollar 35 juice to the over I have it at four and a half over plus 115 I'm fine with where the juice is that's really where I went with Yorenia I figure if he's been able to go and work deep into these games against the Cubs team that has that has the potential and strikes out quite a bit not that Yorenia has over powering stuff, but he does have a pretty dirty slider if he gets ahead, and I think the Cubs are not a team disciplined enough to lay off if they fall behind in the count. So rather than going the outs there, I went with the strikeout total at 4.5 juice to plus 115, but like I said, that has shifted now to 3.5 juice to the over at $1.35. The Polar Bear, Pete Alonzo's solo home run, and the Mets now have a 4-1 lead, and I am very glad that I Looked at that Mets three and a half run team total and said, no, I considered the under. I decided to pass on that one. That has uh, worked out all right as they're now in the top of the third. The Mets holding a three run lead in Tampa. Uh, the other thing I wanted to mention about what you just said with Urania, James, is that teams like the Tigers that have nothing to play for this year. These are teams uh, like the Orioles that are also just figuring out what they have. And I would not be surprised to see A.J. Hinch, even if Urania found himself in some trouble, leaving him out there, seeing what he can work out of, seeing what he can do. This is not a team that's managing to try to get wins. They're not going to look at every situation and say, oh, well, we might lose a one-run lead. We better go to the bullpen and bring someone in. Uh, by the way, who are they bringing in in Detroit? Nobody. Uh, but when it comes to situations with young pitchers like that, I really like the way that you were looking at that one here. Uh, James, about a minute left in this segment. The Giants and the Padres, Cueto and Anderson. Uh, Johnny Cueto's had a couple starts here off the DL as the Giants are visiting Pittsburgh. Yeah, he got hammered, Cueto did, against San Diego last week with that start off the IL and hammered for eight hits, five earned runs, didn't last very long. I was looking at the Pirates here. Tyler Anderson, he's been their most consistent starter as well. His last three starts, he's gone nearly 21 innings and just allowed nine hits and five earned runs during that time. I was leaning towards the Pirates, plus the number, but I missed the best line. It's sitting here plus 100 now. They were uh, early, They were earlier up around plus 110, plus 115, so missed the best number. 
usually I miss that number. I just skip it. So was leaning Pirates, but now I've missed the juice. Plus 106, the best price here in Las Vegas. That is actually right here at the South Point Hotel and Casino. We'll get you updated on the latest Preakness odds and get you through the rest of Major League Baseball as well on the other side here on VEASAN.